this is the queer world podcast thank you so much for listening my name is logan i'm the host and the creator of the podcast uh i'm just a gay man from london who came up with this idea for the podcast about a year ago uh i've been working in a corporate job for a really long time and for the last few years of that i've been saving up money uh to go traveling and um, at some point I decided during my travels that uh, I try and meet people from our beautiful queer community in the places that I visited, or at least all the places I was able to. Uh, I'm interested in seeing how our community celebrate their identities and challenge the status quo where they live. Our community is so diverse and creative and our identities are influenced differently everywhere, dependent on a million different things our sexuality and gender for one, but also our race, our cultural heritage, our religious and socio-economic backgrounds. All of these elements of who we are, I think influence how we live in this world as queer people. Uh, but at the same time, I do think we have one thing in common, and that is the wish to live freely and equally and in harmony with others, not at odds with others. Our fight is obviously ongoing for this globally, and sometimes it can feel like it's getting worse every day but i'm hoping that i can share some stories with you around this that will inspire us all to keep going because there are small revolutions every day and that's kind of a mantra i keep in my head all the time um because sometimes living in this world as queer people can feel a little bit tough and like things are going backwards, but there are people everywhere in the world saying no and fighting back, whether that is through activism or art or just celebrating yourself and your community, we are still marching on. So our journey begins in Latin America. I started my journey in Brazil and I hope we get to travel even further in the future. So, welcome to the Queer World Podcast. And you're recording. All right, so let's do some speaky speaks. Maybe I'll have a sip of my tea first. Mm. Oh, it's very hot. Mm. <clears throat> Hey, hi, hello. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. How are you doing? I hope you had a perfect end to last year and that you've started 2024 in the best way you feel you can right now. I've been napping a lot, to be honest. Um, I feel like the last six weeks of last year, I was just under the weather. So there's been a lot of fatigue and a lot of naps whenever available. <laughs> But I hope that you had a healthier end to the year, and um, I hope you're doing good. Yeah, uh, I will eventually start getting back into the rhythm of things, I think, start exercising again. I might quit cheese for a while, definitely OD'd on cheese at the end of the year, as I always seem to do. But uh, I hope you're doing good. Have you set any intentions for the year? Is that one of your things? Or is that not your vibe? I try not to do like New Year's resolutions or to 
be too hard on myself and say, right, know this, know that, and loads of exercise. But I'm going to try and be more purposeful with my wants for this year. I'm going to try and nourish my creativity a bit more and treat my body with a little bit more respect. But I'm still going to enjoy my life. Um, So what are you doing? Let me know. Anyways, this week is the last episode of this series that I have made. And uh, this week we're in Mexico City, the sprawling, ancient and awesome capital of Mexico. Um, It's actually such an old city, Mexico City, because before it was Mexico City, it was the biggest Aztec city in the Aztec Empire before the colonizers came along and built on top of it all. Um, Yeah, it's a beautiful place and it's a cool mix of old, old, old architecture and new, new, new architecture. And it's absolutely massive. There's like 20 million people or something like that. A lot of people. Um, And there's just a million things to do. There's something there for every single type of person, you know. There's loads of museums and amazing, amazing art galleries and art museums. The food, obviously, it goes without saying, is incredible, especially the street food. I think the street food's the best food. Um, And it was really easy as a vegetarian. So, obviously, there's tons of incredible meat options, but um, even for vegetarian, it was awesome. And there's huge parks, there's great vintage shopping and independent store shopping. There's loads of nightlife, um, which I experimented with a little bit of. (laughs) And um, of course, there's Frida Kahlo's house. So that was really beautiful little time capsule. Really amazing. Um, Yeah, I was there in April 2023, April last year. Um, and I was coming to the end of my trip, slowly shedding all of my things as I'd been on the road for quite a long time and I was just sick of all my stuff and I thought to myself, I'm going to pick some things up to take home when I get to Mexico. I'd heard about all of the amazing flea markets that there are in Mexico City and I did get a few pieces of jewellery from them in the end, but not so much else. Uh, If I'd had a house to furnish somehow (laughs) and was able to get furniture home, I could have had a field day because it is full of absolutely incredible antiques and carpentry and things. It was like an interior design museum in the middle of a street where you could haggle with the curators to take bits home. It was so beautiful. Uh, But anyways, Mexico City has a massive and thriving queer scene and it pops up in kind of different areas around the city. Though the biggest and probably most well-known and the most commercial part is in Zona Rosa. And uh, that is actually where I met um, our next guests. And they were part of a group called Somos Voces. And that means we are voices. And it's a queer-run cafe, bookstore, event space, community outreach organization. It does a little bit of everything. It's really, really lovely little place. And um, yeah, they're doing it all. And I was lucky to sit down with, yeah. with two members of the family and talk about what Somos Vosés do, uh, how they found Somos Vosés, 
what they do with Sonos Possess, each of them, Caleb and uh, Jose Armando. And we talked about all sorts of other things about being queer in Mexico City, being queer in Mexico, uh, navigating queerness there, and just life in general. Um, it was a really lovely conversation and a really lovely spot in the city. And um, yeah, I won't take up any any more time. I've nattered a little bit already. And um, yeah, I'll just let you get into it. So Caleb and Jose Armando from Somos Voces in Mexico City. Here we go. Yeah, thanks so much for for meeting me uh, to speak. Um, I've been really excited to meet uh, you guys at Somos Voces. So um, yeah, I'd love for you both to introduce yourselves. Um, if you want to go first. Um, I don't know what to say, but <laughs> my name is Caleb. Uh, I've been here in Somos Voces for seven years. Seven years, uh, wow. I have uh, like been involved in different areas of the project, mm -hmm. like in the coffee house. Uh, after that, I was the manager of the bookstore, and right now I am the one in charge of the education division. Okay. So now we are working from this side, from education division, with uh, schools and with a business and with different corporations that are interested on uh, have like a sensibilization about the LGBT population, so they can uh, have like better practices, uh -huh. like no discrimination, like inclusion, and better know the people uh, with they are working with so uh, is what I do right now that's really fun. amazing and how are you finding the work are you it's it, difficult yeah uh, not everybody is interested right now is in like learning that kind of practices but I think that uh, like uh, time is passing it will be not a thing about if you are interested or not is it will be a need yeah. For the people to have like more empathy and know the better strategies to work with LGBT people. Sure. It's slow right now. Yeah. And do you think there is a reason for that in particular that it is slow? Do you think there's a a feeling or a thought that people have in particular? I think it's more like the culture. Yeah. I think more of the people like in management positions are scared about what will be the reaction of the people, of the collaborators in that company. Uh -huh. uh, most of the times it's a good reaction what they have, but I think people is not ready to uh, go face to what are the problems that are engaging in their companies about the inclusion and the diversity and yeah. discrimination. Sometimes people is not ready to do that inside exercise. Yeah. Of what am I doing? Should I take care of that things? Yeah. But I think it'll be, it will be like going fast soon. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. I mean, pro yeah, progress can be slow, but when it does start to happen it does seem to go in the direction generally you want it to for the majority yeah. of people i guess and how long have you been with Somos Voces? introduce yourselves if you want actually um, my <laughs> name is Jose Armando i've been working in Somos Voces for like uh, eight months i think my curriculum still is... new yes. fairly <laughs> my curriculum is not a, as interesting as Caleb but i'm just trying to 
uh, like a sponge, like take everything yeah. and learn everything that I can. Uh, I work the majority of the time in the cafeteria, mm -hmm. but I've been working in communications, like the social media and socials. <laughs> Great. And I mean, just social media is such a massive part of everything that we do now when, when you want to reach people. So, yes. And I also have a recreated group. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing right now. He also have a self support uh, yeah, group, like a, a community grow group. Uh huh. Mm. And um, yeah, what do you do with that I'm group? A, I am a sub, sub psychologist, so okay. I um I try to um, take some of the uh, behavioral therapy uh -huh. um, techniques, so we can apply to the group and we can find like different ways to be better, no? In yeah. The family, in work, in school. So that's what we do in in the other groups. We have like two home groups, which one is Armando's group and the other one is like the self-growth and uh, all that thing. <laughs> right. And what's the focus of your group, Jose? Mine is more like making friends because, as I said, I'm not from here. So yeah. when I came here and I tried to get with all these LGBTQ people, a lot of them tried to be sexual. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> so I tried to create this space, which is like... A, We're gonna talk about our week. We're gonna play. We're gonna uh, have these conversations that face to face. Mm -hmm. So that's the focus. That's great. And yeah, I mean, Mexico City is a population of what, like twenty million people? Is it? It's. I think it's got the biggest population in North America um, yeah. of any city. So yeah, I think I imagine it would be quite hard to to meet and connect with people. And like you say, it often is quite sexual in the LGBT community if you meet people online in the first instance. So I think it's quite nice that you're giving people the opportunity to meet in a different context. We uh, spend a lot of time searching. I think even as older uh, queer people, you still try and find places where you can meet people that aren't just in on Grindr or in a bar, you know, um, so you can meet people on a more human level than just... Your sexuality. We're not just meat. We also have brain feeling. So yeah, exactly, totally. And so you are two members of Somos Voces, and uh, but it, you're more of a collective, right? So how many people are part of what Somos Voces is? Yeah, uh, well, Somos Voces more than a collective is more like a business, a uh -huh. cultural business, uh, which means that we support of the service and the products we offer to the people. Uh, right now, the team is about 12 people. 12, I think it is. 12, so it's still quite small, considering yeah. you hold events, you have a cafe, restaurant, and you have the bookshop. Mm -hmm. So is it? it's lots of work for everybody? Um, I think there are some uh, seasons where, where we have like m more and more and more work than other times. Yeah. Right now, I think we are like um, a little bit. We're calm. chill. <laughs> yeah. But not as chill as we're not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's calm, but nothing. we're so busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think like uh, the um, the busy seasons are. I think in, in, in the June. Pride. Yeah. Pride is that pride pride, pride season here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in August. The anniversary month. Okay, cool. Oh, you is that when all the student, new students move to Mexico City? And yeah. Okay, so there's yeah. lots of sort of 
meeting. Around and Pride, there's a lot of people from different parts of Mexico coming to CDMX. Yeah. To Pride, so we are like, ah. uh, usually we start um, like. 10 p.m., 11 p.m. on Saturday, mm -hmm. but uh, the Pride Day, we start at 9. At 9 a.m., there's people arriving here, like, to prepare themselves to the Pride. Yeah. And uh, sometimes here comes people to uh, arrange the, themselves, like uh, drag people or um, polyamorous collectives, BDSM collectives come here yeah. and prepare themselves to go to Pride. So right. this day here is, uh, like... The <laughs> yeah, so this is like a meeting space and a community yeah. space as well as I think everything it's else that the it is. the middle point of all, uh, the whole pride because we yeah. don't have a political association or we don't have a religion. So it's a safe space for everyone. Yeah. And do you work with, um, do you collaborate with other businesses or sponsorship of any kind during those periods when you've got big events or is it just, mm. someone's supposed to say it's your independent? The night before, the Friday night. There's a thing that's called uh, Noches de Orgullo, Pride Nights, uh -huh. which is um, managed by Secretaria de Cultura. Uh -huh. And we have sometimes some events around that. Uh, I think mostly we have uh, stand-up comedy mm -hmm. and drag shows. Yeah, That's the Friday before the Pride. And the month, uh, there's, a, I don't know, it's a kind of um, group of LGBT enterprises, which name is, ay, ¿cómo se llama? Rally LGBT. Ajá, uh -huh. okay. So they have like a passport. Yeah. They give people passport and people uh, collect the seals from different places. And at the end, uh, there's a party. I think it is also the Friday before the Pride. Uh -huh. And in the party, they will give some gifts from the different places to the people that collect all the Collect all the stamps. Oh, wicked. That's really and fun. Also, some of us collaborate with other people all the time. <laughs> For example, a lot of our... I guess. Like workshops? A lot of the workshops yeah. uh, are managed by other people. Uh, only our groups are of the house. Yeah. So, and he also collaborates with uh, the Secretary of Culture, He also collaborates with uh, UNAM, who is like a really big uh, school with... Like the biggest uh, university in the country. Oh, wow. The, UNAM. Mm -hmm. yeah. and in general, the space collaborates with all the people all the time. Yes, That's right. we, we have a lot of activities uh -huh. out of the space, like book fairs, for example. We are in all the book fairs that we are invited to. <laughs> yeah. Or, There's a book fair um, next to Bayas Artes at the moment, yeah. no? Yeah. Yeah. Th this one... Didn't bite us, but, no. but like uh, Feria del Zócalo, <laughs> there's a very big uh, book fair here in Mexico City, with each, which is uh, Feria de Minería, uh -huh. in Palacio de Minería. Uh, I think this year we are going to Guadalajara Book Fair, which right. is the second book fair bigger in the world after Frankfurt Fair. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, it's like very exciting to see how we are taking um, spaces. Huh? Yeah, I've heard that Guadal Guadalajara is a very queer-friendly city as well, actually, from, yes. from various Mexican people. Yeah. So. I think. Yeah? <laughs> Most well, of times. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> cool. As the context uh, permits. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 
LGBTQ city, no? Mm-hmm. Of of Mexico. Well, it's cool. Puerto It's a super super gay beach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen on Instagram plenty of like you know of like Americans holidaying there, like gay Americans yeah, yeah. and stuff. So yeah. Um. So Somos says it's how how many years has it been? Running now, 14, did you say, when we met last ah, week? We're about to get 14 years this August. Crazy, that's so great. Uh, Somos Voces started under the name of Voces en Tinta, mm-hmm. uh, which was the name until, until... 2006. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it the cha- the name changed yeah. with uh, administration. The administration changed, mm-hmm. so we took the name of Somos Voces. And what do you, do you know what the, the choice was behind the, the, the name? So Somos Voces means we are voices, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you know what the choice? At the start, the name, as I said before, was Voces en Tinta, like yeah. Voices on Ink. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it has more, it, it, it was more related to the principal area from the space in that time, which was the bookstore. Yeah. Uh, the voices about all the diversity in, in identities and sexual practices, etc. Um, but most of all is about uh, the principle of the space of having dialogue yeah between different life experience mm-hmm. so that was the principal reason of having bo- bosses voices in the name yeah uh, the name of ink it changed the ink was over yeah so now we are somos voices we are voices it's yeah. like this part of uh, everything everyone's voice uh, matters on this movement yeah. so as armando said we have no like a political position or a religious position so that's uh, i think like the um, essence of the space mm-hmm. that makes the difference between different spaces lgbt and collectives and um, activism spaces mm-hmm. uh, which most of them have like a, i don't know like a mira mm-hmm. like um uh-huh, like, like a, like a view of, uh-huh. uh, be a part of uh, any political movement so uh-huh. bosses is not in like th- that channel so yeah. we are like more uh, um i don't know like we're more about the freedom the freedom of uh, having the possibility the choose possibilities so uh-huh. i think that so you're an open space for people coming from any kind uh, of pe- I, I think view so you point to me change a little bit yeah that is like everything matters uh, all the voices all the experiences yeah. all the people yeah so and i guess that's... it's diversified from being just a bookstore to mm-hmm. a lot of other things so it's voices in every kind of also like the exercise of community we are making now is different because uh, when it was Voces and Tinta, it was more um, for, wo- for women, for mm-hmm. a lesbian community. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's, yeah. you feel it's more, it's covering more yeah. of our community. Like it's, We try to cover all the communities. So. Yeah. And, the, you know, that's that can be difficult. There are so many... Um, parts of our community and it's always growing and changing and evolving so that can be a challenge but looking at your uh, activities calendar there's something for everybody it felt like looking at it from my perspective 
we're still having a lot of deaths, I think. Mm -hmm. It's not about what we are trying or what we would like to provide or not to the community. But I think the important thing about Somos Voces is also the point of reunion. Uh, we are always giving the space of that voices to that voices, mm -hmm. but um, for obvious reasons, like for historic reasons, not everybody's coming here. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, for example, I, I think we have a big depth like with sexual workers, mm -hmm. with transsexual workers, okay. but they are not coming here. So in our ethic, we cannot take their voices. So we are always waiting them to come and yeah, but talk until... about the things we they need to talk. We are not doing that job because this is not what we, we would like to do. Yeah, you can't force people out of their safety if yeah. they feel that, that that would be be the case. Totally. Okay. And so... um. So with the activities that you, you run here, are there any particular that you enjoy doing most or um, that you're a, a past event that either of you are really proud to have been a part of? I think in general being here, I like, I like the place. And for me, it's really important to like meet people, hear their experiences. I, I don't think just a particular activity. Mm -hmm. but, Everything we do have like a certain magic. Uh, for example, the stand-up comedy uh, has his own magic. The group of Caliph has his magic. So I think just being in the place is good. Yeah. Okay, great. And um, Caleb, what about you? You've been with the company for seven, eight years now. So you will have been... <laughs> In, involved in loads of events yeah. is there one that sticks in your mind particularly as a real proud moment for you i think here i have heard a lot a lot of stories and i have seen a lot of things i'm in love with the space yeah. for me i think for me it's not my job my work for me it's my second home <laughs> mostly my first home that's beautiful but um i think more than the events, uh, the activities we have here, I like the impact and the results that they make into the people mind. Yeah. Uh, I remember in 2019, we had an activity which named Divertitres. Mm -hmm. We have like Muppets. It was like a very uh, ludic activity for childhoods. Yeah. Uh, we were working with kids from six to 14 years old, trying to talk about um, human rights, diversity, um, inclusion, and all of that process was with puppets. It was pretty funny. And I loved the results of the place that kids prepared to like the graduation. Yeah. Because I, 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 I could see the flexible, the open, uh, the empathic mind of the kids. Yeah. And I love that exercise. Yeah. Also, that year in the Pride, we run a play, which is um, Rey Rey, King and King. Yeah. A gay story, a gay child story. And we have like a, a Cuento Vivo mm -hmm. here in Genova, which is like the principal street to go to the Pride. Yeah. And I remember there was a kid, uh, it was with his mom. Uh, the mom was one of that people which are selling cigarettes and 
all that things. Yeah, kind of like a TND the on the yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, cool. And that little boy sat and saw the play, and in the moment that the two kings kissed, his face was like like light. Yeah. Like a thunder around his body, and yeah. I was like we touched the people we wanted to touch when yeah. we decided to, to run this play. So yeah. I love that moment because I think that sometimes we are focused on some population and some people and we forget that uh, there are ways to impact the lives yeah. in a very easy ways. Like this day in, 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 in that pride, it was pretty awesome for me. It was like, yeah. like a breath, like warming my heart. I think that... Two moments are my favorites. Here. Amazing. That's really beautiful. That's really special. And it's very kind of poignant right now when you see what's happening in the news kind of everywhere, especially in the United States, where they're trying to remove the possibility of, of sharing these sort of moments from our community with young people. So mm -hmm. that's really beautiful that you're able to do that and have that special yeah. moment with that with a with a child that's so so amazing yeah uh, i had a thought in my head so for me um there's always been something very i don't know there's always been a connection between queer people and bookstores and um like when i was a teenager i would there was a books massive bookstore in the center of town where I lived and I would just go there every Saturday and I would spend all day there listening to the music that they had in stock and reading bits of books and just relaxing there because it felt like a safe place to be and I wondered if you either of you have a feeling like that and working in a bookstore and specifically a queer one if there's anything you can see that that does kind of connect with our community in a big way or why it might or if you agree. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't feel the connection to the bookstore itself. I feel the connection the connection to certain books. Yeah. For example, I read one that is called Eddie and Dante that I always recommend. That for me is like it wasn't the city that I was living, it wasn't my context, it's something that can happen to me. So it was like it opened my eyes. Mm -hmm. It's like if in a book can happen, it can happen in real life. Yeah. Or I can imagine, you know. Yeah. So you think it's the, it's more literature in general for you? or I think it's more literature in general. Yeah. So you think the meeting space could be anything? It could be anywhere? Or? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that is like this uh, state of mind that you imagine that everything is possible, that you imagine that you can be the principal character, that you imagine that you can be the friend of the character. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's more about that. Okay. And you, Caleb, is there anything in particular about spaces like this that you think feels... Yeah, I love... <laughs> Uh, first of all, I think I'm not a very literature lover, like fiction literature specifically. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for me, Somos Voces, the bookstore is very special because um, I can reach information that I can have before in any place, first yeah. of all. Uh, the other thing is that I think that historically, uh, places like these are very important. Uh, because in that time where nobody can say about the diversity, when it was like uh, underground and all that things, I think that the books were the uh, the, the transformation weapon. 
Yeah. When you had any reference, when you had any idea of what an LGBT context could be, a book can give you that. And I think that's why we are like um, the memory guardians of the LGBT movement. So for me, this is like a ritual space. Yeah. Because this is the place when you can come and make community. This is the place when you can come and hear the different conversations that could maybe make you open your eyes and understand some realities that you have never imagined before yeah so for me this is more like uh i i i, I didn't want to say religious but like a ritual yeah it's which also i think that i religious because uh when we come to the uh, origin of the word religious is more like from the latin religare which yeah. is connect make connections uh -huh. and i think that a bookstore and specialized lgbt bookstore and specialized queer bookstore mm -hmm. has that a virtue of make the connections between the different voices the different mm -hmm. experience not here Uh, from other countries, from different spaces like academy, from different spaces like uh, productions from uh, underground collective, which make fan scenes and yeah. that give you the possibility of yeah. understand different ways of living yeah. diversity. I love that. And I love that term you use, memory guardians. That's like so perfect. And it just highlights the importance of spaces like this because it really is. And it can so easily be lost. And things like art and literature have been lost so many times in so many cultures around the world because it's been deemed not acceptable by society at that time for whatever reason. So having this and calling it that, yeah, I think, think it that, really... Uh, sorry. No, I, no, go for it. I also think that uh, we are... That When we are working with that books, we are more like prescriptors. Mm -hmm. We hear you, we uh, understand your need, and then we prescribe you the book you need. Uh, I know nowadays there's a lot of specialized or general bookstore that have the collection, the LGBT collection, but yeah. it's not the same. No. You can go there looking for something special that maybe you can't even know. Yeah. But the team now is confirmed and is like really um, involved into the literature and the material so we can prescribe a book when we understand what you need yeah yeah amazing and yeah and that's the opportunity for everybody that comes here to expand upon what their interest is meet people that are interested in the same thing and discover something new about themselves so that's a really special thing to have and do you have have you noticed that people come here and then you see them again and again after that yes yeah a lot of times and they are very vocal about that they come just because they feel safe just because they feel surrounded by uh, another friendly people yeah they are very vocal about that yeah i think that they start like customers but then they are part of a family oh, yeah they become uh -huh. part of the family that's amazing uh, I, i think an example of that is me because yeah. i used to come here a lot um, <laughs> and then i just asked for work and i'm here yeah <laughs> an interview. congrats i'm really glad <laughs> for you and i feel think you're all doing what you set out to do which is amazing and do you have anything more that you want to do with in the future with some says or um any any big ambitions that you're you feel you aren't doing yet or anything you want to expand on and make bigger 
Yeah, I think we are, our will is to expand mm -hmm. uh, out of Mexico City. Yeah. Because contexts are really different. And I I mean, we think we, as Somos Voices, mm -hmm. we think that we have to reach that spaces where people have like no possibility to make that reunion spaces or that like community exercise. Yeah. So the first we are going out of Mexico City and we are planning also out of Mexico. Yeah. Maybe to South huge. America. Yeah. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be amazing. And there's, I mean, South America is huge. You know, you've got a lot of options, but there are, you know, some very queer friendly cities that I think that you could you could go to that you could make a real impact in. We I think we have been we have been thinking about Colombia yeah. and Brazil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think the, um you I, could go wrong. <laughs> I think I especially in the short time I want to um take buses to the internet. Yeah. Like more like on YouTube, like on TikTok, like on Instagram. Yeah. And in a long time. I think I do like to to take this space to other like Caleb is saying I would like I would have killed to have a place like this in my city. Yeah. Because as we say before, it's a safe space, it's a place that we can re relationate. Yeah. So And it would be beautiful to see you at book fairs maybe internationally as well. So people know when they come to Mexico City, there's somewhere that they can they can come and connect with people too as well i would like that it's an image that you can see and be like oh i can be safe there yeah exactly because sometimes it can be scary going to a massive new city on the other side of the world is there going to be anyone that's interested in what i'm interested in so just having i mean obviously the internet can help with that in a big way i found you <laughs> over the internet and like you're saying you want to do more of that online um but But yeah, I think it's it's nice when you can perhaps have the opportunity to meet people in person before they think of coming to a place and then they know they've got that person that they can meet and connect to, this face that they can come and they know they're going to meet someone like the person they met. So yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, I, I think I've asked everything that I wanted to to ask. I just think it's a really great yeah. um, thing that you've got going on here. And it's amazing that it's been going so long and that you've managed to connect to so many people outside of it as well. So I hope it uh, continues a lot of, and goes a long way like you want it to. Yeah, uh, we're, we're really happy and really thankful about the space you are giving us now. Uh, and we, we, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah? Yeah. If there is anything you could say to anybody that's listening is who is in Mexico, is there anything you would say about coming here? You can say in Spanish if you like as well. Okay. <laughs> I would like to say it in the both languages. Yeah. Um, if you're from another city, especially from Europe or the United States, that you're hearing us, uh, please come to this place to this place and fall in love as we do, uh, because we're working really hard. Y pues si nos están escuchando de algún otro lugar, por favor vengan, enamórense del espacio y pues los esperamos con los brazos abiertos. Gracias. And Caleb, anything you'd like to say? Uh, for the people who are listening, um, you're not alone. 
Somos Voces is a very cool space when you can come and build a community. So don't be scared. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad will happen if we are together. So I think that's a good opportunity to make that uh, webs, <laughs> to build that webs and um, and start building and um, opening our minds and our hearts to the different uh, experience of the people is living and that you can come and meet and, co and comprehend here. So uh, we, we wait you, we invite you to, to know Somos Voces, to meet Somos Voces. Y pues nada, no toda la gente que escucha, igual les extendemos la invitación. Muchas veces pensamos que estamos a solas, pero no es así. Tenemos lugares muy maravillosos para construir comunidad y en donde puedan sentir la seguridad de ser quienes ustedes son. Así que, pues, no pierden la oportunidad de venir a, a Somos Voces a tener estos ejercicios de conexión y de construcción y de fortalecimiento de comunidad. Muy bien, genial. Muchas gracias a ustedes. Uh, thank you so much. It is such an incredible space. I, I fully agree. I can see why it's become a second home or a first home even for both of you so uh, i'm i'm excited to keep in touch and see keep it keep up to date with what you're all doing and hopefully see you all see you all again sometime as well thanks so much thank, thank you very much oh i really loved this episode i love 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 a bookstore and samosa says is that and so much more um it was really wonderful meeting two people from the team who have joined at completely different times and you know hearing what the business meant to them and how passionate they were about it and making it a thriving space for their community and just how many ideas that they had there and everything they were able to do and and you know how much it, it meant to them personally It was really amazing. Um, I think it's a really beautiful thing when somebody can go to work and they've built a community within that for themselves and for people outside of it. And and it's it's a place of passion as well as as you know your professional fulfillment. I think it's really amazing. Um, and yeah, just the amount of stuff that they've got on offer is is what is amazing. Because, I mean, I'll see if I can find the picture I took of their events calendar that they had up on the wall. And if I do, I'll put it on the Instagram post. But, um, you know, they they just had so many things that you could get involved with there. Like nights specifically aimed at trans and non-binary people. You know, meetups for plus size people. Comedy nights, poetry nights. So many things um that you could be a part of and you can find your people in and I think that's so important for young queer people when they're still trying to find their tribe and I actually think it's really important for people of all ages in our community especially like in today's world you know I think we're at risk of, beco of becoming more and more isolated and, and lonely in the social media age personally and I think especially in massive cities when it's it's harder to meet meet people when everything's so spread out and so fast paced and so you know Mexico City's giant so I think it, it could probably be very hard to meet people um and especially in that sort of context and you know outside of things like partying or or dating and sex like Jose Armando said you know I think it's nice to have so much more on offer for us and the more on offer the better 
So if that all takes in one beautiful little location like Snowfall says, then fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I'm not sure why, but bookshops have always served as like a safe space for me, a feeling of psychological safety since I was really little. You know, my mum has always been a really avid reader and I've definitely inherited that. And, you know, so I would be in bookstores all the time when I was little and, you know, she'd be looking around for books. And, and then when I was a teenager, I would spend entire Saturdays by myself in the bookstore in the town centre I grew up in. And, you know, it had everything I needed in order to escape there. And and I knew that no one I knew who might give me a hard time would ever be in there or bump into me. So, you know, it makes me sound like Matilda Wormwood, but, you know, we all need somewhere joyful and safe, especially when we're going through that time of who am I and why is life so hard? And yeah, so I'm really grateful to have found that space. I wonder if anybody else ever felt like that. I'd love to hear from people if you if you have, um, you know, what was your secret safe space, your hideaway, past or present? Um, let me know. Does the bookstore thing resonate with you? Maybe. Um, but finally, I just want to thank Caleb and Jose Armando and everyone at Somos What Says for inviting me in and letting me take the time with them for them to tell me about the amazing, amazing queer sanctuary that they've created. And, you know, I loved it. I can't wait to visit again in the future. I really hope I can. It's beautiful to see such a tight community of people working together and so passionate about what they're creating. So um, I really admire you all. And, and yeah, I thank you on behalf of everyone that you provide that for as well. Um, you know, and I know it must mean the world to so many people to have that. And I'm, I could tell it meant the world to you as well. So thank you. Thank you all. And yeah, well, now that the season is over, I guess I want to ask everyone listening, I want to ask you what you're thinking. Uh, I'd love to get your point of view on how to help me build something that we all want to hear. Uh, I'd love to hear about the episodes you enjoyed most, the stories you enjoyed most, the people that we met within them. Was there anything that you were dying to know that I didn't ask? If you've got feedback or any questions for me, I would love to hear them. You know, maybe you know somewhere you want me to visit in the future because hopefully this isn't the end. And maybe you've got a story that you think should be heard on this podcast. Maybe you have something of your own that you want to share with me and everybody else. You know, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a message. You know, if I get some messages in, then I'll record a little bonus episode um, in a few weeks and we can go through the responses and um, and I'll answer them and we can turn it into a conversation. Um, remember, you can find me on Instagram at Queer World Podcast, or you can email me queerworldpodcast at gmail.com. You know, I, I would really love to continue this in some way um, involved in future travels. Um, you know, the world is our oyster. So we could create something amazing together. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, who knows where it could it could lead us. Yeah. But before I go, I just want to thank you for any and all of the episodes that you've listened to. 
I hope you've taken something special away from it. I hope they captured you. I hope that maybe they inspired you. And I definitely hope they uplifted you. And I want to thank, again, my good friend Tom Pitts for making the music for this show. Honestly, I couldn't have asked for a more perfect piece of music. Tom, you are a genius. And uh, to everyone else listening, if you do want to listen to his material, he has full EPs and more on Spotify. And there are probably even other places where you can pay him much more money to listen to his music as well. His name on all platforms is Auld, spelled A-U-L-D. And you can find him on Instagram under at Auld Music. Uh, but also because he's a keen writer, you can follow at Auld Stories. And that's where you can find all of his prose. So check his stuff out, Tom Pitts. Thank you. And to all of you, thank you again so, so much. I've really loved this. Um, I've loved the experience of making it. I've loved learning something new. I've loved sharing these stories. I've loved meeting everybody that I've met and going to see them in the place that they thrive in, in the place that they're changing. Um, and I hope you've all enjoyed it as well. I know I've already said that, but just let, let me know. Um, I love you and I hope that I speak to you all soon. 